<laughs> All right. Episode return of the Jedi week four NFL season. Daniel going to you in three, two, one. And this week, there is no story bigger than the return of Tom Brady to New England, his first game there as a member of the opposition. The Welcome, young Skywalker. I have been expecting you. If you know some of some of the players well, you know, Tom and Rob and guys like that. You know, certainly Rob and, and Tom have done a lot for this organization, a lot for me. Um, and I appreciate everything they've done, have a ton of respect for them. Um, but, you know, this Sunday, it's, we're on opposite sides of the field. Um, we're going to do all we can to not make them enjoy the night. I'm sure they'll do the same to us. I'm looking forward to completing your training. In time, you will call me Master. Yeah, I'm just planning to get ready for the game. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going forward, Greg. Yeah, I'm going forward on that. Yeah, I'm going forward on that. I have brought peace, freedom, justice, and security to my new empire. Your new empire? I mean, he's a great coach. Obviously, a great coach. And, um, you know, has everyone prepared, does a great job of that. And uh, obviously, I said before, taught me a lot. Um, was a great mentor for me for a long time. And I really enjoyed my time in New England. And, um, but at the same time, super excited about what we've done here. If you're not with me, then you're my enemy. Is Tom a tough quarterback to defend? And if so, why? Do you consider him a tough quarterback to defend? Yeah. Is that the question? Yeah, he's just tough. What, tough. He's as tough as any quarterback him? there is or ever has been. I mean, enough said. I mean, his numbers are incredible. He's about to pass the all-time passing record. He's done more than any other player at that position uh, in whatever measurement you want to take, whether it's yards, completions, touchdowns, championships. Uh, you know, you name it. So put anything out there you want. Uh, it doesn't get any tougher than him. All right. Thank you. I still have a lot of great friends there, but they know I want to kick their butt this week, so they'll, they'll know exactly how I'm feeling once I'm out there. Another brand new spanking edition of the Sunday card here on Spotify, Apple Pod, Google Pod, wherever you get your podcast on Sports Country Radio. Maddie Ice, Maddie C. Matt Silberth is here with me, Dan Zampano. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back for week number four. 
after a dominant, and can I say dominant is the right word, week number three, Maddie Ice going three and two. That is 60%, my friend. That is very, very good. But your boy going four and one, four and oh on Sunday. We just don't like Mondays. That's the only thing. It was a manic Monday. The Eagles never showed up. But God bless it. I mean, God bless it. Seven and three for the show. Not too shabby, my friend. Not too shabby. Welcome in, Maddie. We, I mean, a seven and three week for the podcast is fantastic. Uh, again, this is, I love that we changed the format of getting out of primetime games. We need to make ourselves personally get out of primetime games. Oh, and two on the week in those. Uh, and I forgot, I think I said that that was our first dabble. And I think I had another pick earlier uh, in one of the two weeks that also lost. So definitely staying away from primetime games. Well, maybe we'll see. I don't know. Because your Patriots this week are playing in a big <laughs> primetime game. Ooh, whoa, in a whoa, big primetime game. There's there's, no, there's nothing going on this week, and I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, no no big deal. But, uh, yeah, this this past week's game, Monday night was the blowout, and then Sunday night, obviously, very dramatic. Maybe, you know, board, probably game of the week uh, of, of, of week three um, with the referees really doing all they can. I mean, you were texting <laughs> in the shell. I mean, I thought some of the some of the penalties in that game were so egregious. The first half, they were all against the 49ers. The second half, they were all against the Green Bay Packers. It yep. was just – absolutely flip-flopped um but you said it as well in a text that when there's 37 seconds left there's nothing really the, re- the referees can do to stop Aaron Rodgers from going down the field and getting a field goal so that's what he did that's all he needed that's all he needed look 49ers played actually pretty good in the second half I thought Jimmy was fantastic they got absolutely torched those corners uh, I don't think anybody's afraid of Josh Norman anymore <laughs> like we can no, we can God, put no. him to bed uh but he should probably be the one retired out, uh, out put out to pasture uh and then the only other one you lost though and i obviously lost the eagles badly the only other one you lost was baltimore but can you mm. get a bigger better way for the lions to lose a football game than that that was a magical lions loss fantastic that it was not the first time in history that they had had the record-setting field goal set against them in a game-winning <laughs> kick which is just again chef's kiss lions just perfect perfect detroit lions football history there uh yeah and then if anybody had the ravens in a teaser last week they're on that teaser number of that seven and a half I, I i had a big teaser in it which again the eagles ended up killing later on monday but uh what a i mean what an electrifying moment that was to see it hit the crossbar and get you that two points if you had the one and a half in your tease piece so uh definitely still had a big effect on some uh some ravens backers it was like a fourth and 19. They had no business getting. Yep. They could not get anything going on the previous three plays. They get it. Hollywood Brown in the game had dropped like oh. three touchdowns, <laughs> almost cost them the game. And then Tucker with a 66 yarder that hits the cross, like it hit the crossbar and went in. And I stood up and went, oh my God, he made it. Like it was just, that was one of the most exciting moments, I think, of the whole week. At, at- Absolutely. It was just his history. We got to see history happen. And, and again, so deserving that Justin Tucker has that like to his name now. So he could be in the record books is like, cause I mean, man, this guy has just been nails, just absolute ice in the veins. He's the guy you want to have that record. Otherwise uh, outside of the losses, I give we talk about the losses uh, right. big time for us, both nailing the chargers. I think the chargers yes. right now, in fact, Maddie, I did earlier today, put two futures on the chargers. They are still plus 350 to win the division. So put that on that. 
and they are, I think it's plus 1,200 to win the conference. Uh, but Kansas City is now minus 110 to win the division. I mean, you don't want to talk about mm-hmm. some value. That's, that's pretty good value on the Chiefs. Yeah, because for me, it's like, again, we're – people might be putting the chiefs to bed a little too early. Obviously their defense doesn't look great, but it's like, who's had a harder first three games going against, you know, Browns, Ravens, and chargers. I mean, these are all three teams that people like to make, like definitely make the playoffs and, you know, have super bowl, like potential, like nobody's had a harder schedule than the chiefs so far. So I think that they're, and obviously this last week with the amount of interceptions that Patrick Mahomes throws, you just don't see that every game, you know? So, but there's going to be one every once in a while. So. I have to have a big get right game this week gets the Eagles, but again, we're going to get, we'll get to that more later in the show. I, I think so. I think that's going to be an interesting one. Also the Rams beating Tampa. I think that was a great call by you and your number one overall pick big time. Also Miami getting the elite oh, cover. I, I mean, what a job by Dakota Brissett. He's like a cat with nine lives. He was dead to write six or seven times in that game, man. And I said it to there was like there was a play earlier in the game where he just went and fought for a first down to like keep a yeah. drive line like right before halftime. It took just a massive hit to t- to get that. And I go, this team is going to play so hard for Jacoby Brissett down, the, and they literally just scratched and clawed their way out with their fins. And they they've got the cover, but man, if you weren't sick, I mean, Dan, you called it last week for the money line parlay. Yeah, I mean, were you just vomiting? Were you vomiting all over your sweater when oh. you were trying to watch? I mean, the Falcons already didn't just did a number on you in the one o'clock window. That's what I said too. You don't you don't gotta get this over in one one o'clock window of disaster. We get to watch one disgusting game where the only reason the Falcons won that was like all again penalties at the end of that game and the Giants just giving it away like they always do. And then you have Miami just not dying and taking you to overtime oh. to, your, to your last breath. <laughs> it, was, it was like getting stabbed 70 times. Like it was just over and over. It's like Jacoby just won't die. Two seconds left in the game, getting the two point conversion, just diving over them somehow getting a field goal out of that drive in overtime. Like it was just them running two wildcat plays with 45 seconds and no timeouts. I, I don't crazy. know. <laughs> what that was that the, was the most crazy thing that i've ever seen the play calling by the dolphins by the way was probably the dumbest stuff we've ever seen i mean True. alone alone wow. a screen pass in the end zone to Jalen waddle that was a safety was absolutely egregiously bad like that was a horrible call but he was literally just playing backyard football out there i mean that was insane what Jacoby Brissett pulled off very very lucky for uh for brian flores and the dolphins is that Matt Nagy coached. I don't know. He thought Andy Dalton was still on the field when he had Justin Fields. He did Jeez. Justin Fields absolutely no favors. He gets his first start. Uh, pe- people are crediting for him for like the offense for one total yard because they lost every every ounce of yards they gained. They lost in sacks. So if you actually do a net positive of the sacks and the actual yards gained by the offense, it's about a positive of one yard for the <laughs> entire game. So I mean, Matt Nagy. I don't know what the, he just had Justin Fields, one of the most athletic quarterbacks entering the league, just standing in the pocket of a team with a putrid offensive line. No quick reads, no nothing. Like just drop back five steps out of shotgun and just get sacked nine times. I mean, that's <laughs> insane. I mean, that's borderline. Like he should be arrested after the stadium. Like it's assault. It's crazy. Like for Nagy to put him in that position. So uh, kudos to uh, the Brownies again, covering uh, other ones, Buffalo easily covering. I thought that was an easy one. Minnesota, that was such a play, such an easy play for Minnesota. Yeah. Like it was just cake. Uh, I got very lucky with Tennessee. I got very lucky with Tennessee covering because the Colts getting three turnovers 
on Tennessee, not turning the ball over and still losing by 11 or by nine points. Something is seriously wrong with the Colts. Something is seriously wrong. Because Carson Wentz is trying to throw the ball while using crutches at the same time. And it's kind of hard <laughs> when you got to keep those things under your arms to, to throw a football. Well, it's interesting to assess what we did last week. So this puts us back above 500, which I absolutely love. I believe we are both now eight both. and seven yes, on the sir. year, which is massive. So we're back above 500 after a big time week. Let's not do like the, you know, volatility not- index this week. Like I'm not into that at all because we're not going week one up, week two down, week three up, week four down. We're getting it right this week and week four is a big week for us. Big, big week. Yeah, no, I don't want to see like the win probability chart of, of like that Raiders and Ra- and Ravens Monday night game, just like peaking in, in, in valleys all over the place. We're going to try and keep this steady incline going all the way up. Well, we're going to deem this week return of the Jedi because we have a bunch of people. Obviously, we have the big one on Sunday night. We have uh, Kevin Obi-Wan Stefanski coming back to Minnesota uh, as the Cleveland Browns visit Minnesota. We have uh, Andy Reid, Andy, Andy can Skywalker, we'll call him that, Andy can Skywalker <laughs> Reid coming back to Philadelphia. We absolutely love that. But the big one on Sunday night, Thomas, Edward, Patrick, Luke, Skywalker, Brady visits the Death Star and is about to fight the Emperor. That is Bill Belichick. And he is just saying, use your anger, Tom. Use your anger. Strike me down. Like, it is, it is such an ultimate clash where the drama, the Wickersham book coming out this week. I've been saying to everybody, consider me one of the gals at the hairdresser because I love this drama that is going on in the tabloids in Boston. I just want to talk about all, all of it. Like, everybody's been talking to me about it this week and how emotional it's going to be. It's going to be one of the most emotionally charged games, maybe in like, I don't want to overstate this, but I think this could easily do 40, 50 million viewers. I really do believe that. Like it is so huge nationally. NBC's doing the, the NBC today show there. Like it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. What's going on. Fox, bro. No, I mean, it's absolutely going to be the, uh, just a massively televised event. And the one thing I worry about is just how, how good of a game it might be. But, um, <laughs> Me too. You know the story. The storylines are there. The storylines are there. Make sure to tune in prior to the game because I don't know. I just have a hard time seeing with this. I want to get your. I mean, what do you think the chances are? The Patriots right now are seven point underdogs to Tampa Bay. Is Tom going to come in and just just trounce Bill and the Patriots, or is Bill know everything Tom's going to do? Does Tom know everything Bill's going to do? Who wins the cerebral matchup here? I, I don't know because I think that I think that. Obviously, the Bucks are definitely deservedly favored, but it's the classic. Like we've always wondered this, like how would Bill pl- ever play Tom? And now we get to find out, man. It's going to be awesome. I think for the Patriots to win, though, and this is going to sound bananas, but the Patriots, I think, need to not allow them to run the football because they'll get killed up front. I know that sounds crazy, and like, oh, put the ball in Tom's hands, but I would rather lose with the with the secondary because the secondary has been great so far this year and maybe they haven't played a bunch of good quarterbacks it's obviously true but you know the secondary has been very very good I think their completion percentage uh, for opponents is like 59 percent I mean it's really really good so if they if the Bucks want to run the football they're going to be able to because Patriots are just going to get pushed up front but they got to throw it all over the Bucks. I mean the Bucks secondary yeah. sucks 
sucks. I, I don't think they can. I don't know if they have the receivers yeah. to do it. I, I that's that's what I think too. I just think that that's exactly be the game plan. Is that I mean, and you saw when the Patriots had the run taken away from them by the Saints last week, and the Saints just really totally stopped up that offense. Um, you know, and a couple of those interceptions that Mac had weren't really his fault. Like there was the one that was like Malcolm Jenkins, like in and out of the receiver's hands, right? You know, lateraled it to, Ma- to Malcolm Jenkins, but he is going to have to throw it a ton. And I just think that the stage and the feeling of this game, I mean, this is going to be a lot as we're saying. And, and for Mac Jones to have to be like, come on, kid, we got to go take down Tom for, for the, for the team, man, that's a big moment to be in. Big call. They call. It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be, I am, it's going to be very, very just as soon as that, as soon as like the seven 30 rolls around and they end red zone, I'll be tuning into that. I'll be just locked in and just start to watch like all the Boston celebrity. It's going to be great. It's going to be great, but let's get into it. Shall we? Let's get our five picks going and we'll do the under the weather and then we'll do the money line parlay. And then we will rock and roll into week number four. I can't believe it's already going by fast. It's the first weekend of October. Uh, Here we go. I, I hate it. I hate it. Dan. It's almost gone. <laughs> uh, keep it while it's here just cherish it number five uh since i won last week i'm gonna make you go first this week number five for you number five uh we are gonna start off here i know you're gonna you're gonna give me a i'm gonna let you give me the stat after this because you're gonna tell me it's wrong but i don't think this is a team that's not gonna fall into this trend that you've been telling me about all week we're gonna take the washington football team minus one and a half going to atlanta now, all the talk this week has been about how bad the Washington football team's defense is now. And obviously, and if you look at how they're around the league in yards allowed and scoring, they're bottom of the league in just about everything. It, it, it has been pretty brutal. Um, obviously, they played Buffalo last week. And Buffalo's, Buffalo's tuned up everybody right now. Buffalo's offense is unbelievable. They are what the Chiefs were like two years ago. They, they are unstoppable right They're now. a wagon right uh, now. They played against the Giants. Danny Dimes owns them, so I don't know. I don't know what else to say about that besides the fact that Danny Dimes just owns them. And then they played the Chargers, and one of the other, you know, great, really good. They're having a hard time scoring sometimes, but they're moving the ball really well. So now they get Atlanta. They will be able to get pressure against Atlanta as much as these other teams like the Bills and the Chargers have good offensive lines. Atlanta still has some of the worst offensive lines, and you know, the last year they played with the Giants, Danny Dimes came out of the pocket. Matt Ryan is. We'd be talking a lot more about how bad Matt Ryan looks if Big Ben wasn't still limping his body out there and playing. But Matt Ryan looks slow, old. Like I said, I watched that Giants game last week because I had I had Atlanta, um, and I'm not going to get swept into they won an ugly game and like now they're back. This is right now. I'm going back against Atlanta because I just think that they beat a bad team in the Giants and Washington. Now I think of the talk of they can't their defense can't do anything, um, and I just think that they're going to destroy the Falcons up front on the defensive side. And I like Taylor Heineke. I, I think Taylor Heineke is just gutsy enough to go out there and win you a game, especially again, against a bad, another bad Atlanta secondary. This Atlanta is exactly the team they've been for five years now. Horrible <laughs> secondary, horrible offensive line. Maddie, I've been waiting for you to say this for so long, like finally getting off of Atlanta. Like I am, I am so happy that this is your pick here because I, this is in my leans. It was very close to being number five, but I, I did take Washington minus one and a half. I think that's a fantastic. There's no way Atlanta wins two games in a row. It's not right. happening. Right. They're going to go home and they're going to do whatever, do what they do. Get hyped up after a good win on the road. I mean, and, and they're going to, they're going to crap the bed again. I mean, this is what they do. I love Heineke. If, if anything, Heineke plays with heart always. Right. And, and Matt Ryan 
put Matt Ryan and Ben Roethlisberger in the same category. Put them both in hospice. They are done. Like put <laughs> them are. away. Put them Please. to pasture. Yeah, and <laughs> and I I like that. Uh, Washington's zero and three against the spread right now. So yes. that's kind of you know it's kind of one of those things. Kind of water's got to find its level. So I think that this is right now where they're going to get a win column on this uh, against the spread and straight up. The league is like that. It's a roller coaster, baby. It's right. just one big right. roller coaster. Some things happen crazily every week. I love that pick. Number five. Uh, I don't like this because it's a little chalky. Get a little chalky dog. A little chalky mm. dog going here. It's okay. Public wins sometimes. I just like the way this team's playing, man. I don't care that they're 0-3. I like the Detroit Lions this week in Chicago. Uh, I like it. I'm taking it, man. I don't care who. The fact that Nagy hasn't named a starter actually makes me more comfortable. I mean, like, that Fields is obviously completely out of his element. There's no question about that. Is Foles going to be – if Foles plays – He's coming off the couch, has not even dressed, I don't even think, for a game this year. And if Andy Dalton plays, well, gosh, I mean, 70% completion percentage, right? I mean, that's all we want. So that's all they care about. I just think Detroit needs Detroit, – Detroit just needs to play a full game. They keep playing half a game. Like, they don't play the first half of the 49ers game, come out the second half, dominate. Play the first half of the Packers game, get dominated in the second half. Don't play the first half of the Ravens game. And then find a way, like put a full game together on this field. By the way, this is also a lean for the under the weather. I thought it was going to be under weather. It's not. I'm leaning the under 43 in this game because there is wind and rain probably going to be in here. So that does scare me a little because of golf in the hands and the rain. But man, this deep offensive line in Chicago blows. I mean, they absolutely blow. So I'm going to go Detroit here again. If field starts. We know rookie quarterbacks, 1-10 against the spread this year. But under Matt Nagy, the Bears off of a loss are 5-12 and 12 against the spread since 2019. As a home favorite, they are 2-6 against the spread. I just – I have to take Detroit here. With the three points, to me, it's a, it's a coin flip game. And if it's a coin flip game, I'm taking the points with the Detroit Lions. That's my number five. I like that. That's, I mean, it's a gutsy – again, that's – I'm not gutsy enough to, to play that one myself. It's, and that's in my lanes, but – uh, I think you're leaning right. And, and the more the circus is going around and around with Matt Nagy and, and with saying these comments of, again, Justin Fields not being the starter, not naming the starter, I, I just believe in it more because it's just it, – it's so proof of why the, the game plan last week wasn't ready. It's because he doesn't know – he just doesn't know what he's supposed to be doing out there. He has, like, no game feel. Like, I, he's just – he's absolutely frustrating to watch coach a game. So, uh, I, I have no faith in Chicago right now. And like you said, I think – I think the coaching advantage goes to Dan Campbell. And like I said, because he's had those guys playing really hard every single week, like getting the getting that team motivated. So I, I like the pick. I, I think this week it's got to be preaching about, hey, if you bite one kneecap off, he's still standing on the ground. Bite both kneecaps yeah. off this week. Like that's what we need. This That's that's the first half and the second half kneecap. We need to take one off <laughs> in the first half or we're going to take one off in the second half and play a two-part game. I think if, that, if that's the message, then I think <laughs> – Lions are going to come out flying. Bite both kneecaps. That's the message for the Lions this week. Number four, Maddie. Number four, number four. This is where we got to start going back to give you one favorite. We got to start getting some dogs. Sometimes dogs are cats. We've said how much we like this game. <laughs> Sometimes it's a cat dog. We're going with the Panthers. Keep pounding. Panthers plus four and a half uh, going on the road to Dallas. This just feels like the right time to fade Dallas now. Dallas, both these teams are 3-0 against the spread. 
But I think that the, the Monday night thumping by Dallas, uh, them playing great against Tampa Bay in prime time, people are feeling really good about them. But this Panthers team and this defense is legit. And then obviously I think people are discrediting the Panthers now without Christian McCaffrey, which is a concern, will affect their offense. But uh, I, I just I just think that Matt Rule over, Matt, uh, over Mike McCarthy in this game, I think, and Joe Brady against Mike McCarthy in that defense, I mean, the Cowboys defense has been a little like Ben don't break this season. Uh, so they're kind of getting the job done where they need to be. They could be playing better, obviously, but I really like Carolina here to Sam Darnold's look good, move the ball, play hard defense. I think they'll be able to get some pressure on, um, on Dak and contain Zeke a little bit. And like I said, this just feels like a time to fade America's most public team. It's not America's favorite team. It's America's most public team. So I think this is the time now to take, Carolina plus four and a half. This was a, this has come down a lot. This was, I think six yep. to open up last week. So wish I had a much better number, but I'll, I will take over, you know, over the two key numbers. I think this can close at four, maybe three and a half by game time. Who sees, who, who knows? Um, this was my number three. I'll make it my number four, Carolina. I, I completely agree with you. Uh, you have it four and a half. I had it at five um, when I got it. Again, it was at six. I actually think that this could go up. I think by game time that you're at Dallas, all the public is going to see Dallas off the yeah. Monday night game. No McCaffrey playing in this game. Dallas is at home. Like, I actually think this could get back up to five, even maybe even five and a half. Like, I, that's what I'm thinking by the end of this. I, and, and here's another couple of stats here just to against Dallas. Again, as a home favorite, Dallas five and eight since 2019. They are one, three and one as a favorite of four or more the last three years against the spread. Uh, that is not very good. Carolina nine and five against the spread the last two years as a road dog, five and two against the spread as a road dog of four points or more. I really, really like Carolina this week. Again, for all the reasons that you said, also Carolina, probably the best defense in the league right now. Uh, yeah. Their number, I believe their number one in completion percentage. Uh, quarterback completion percentage. I think it's something like 53%. They're unbelievable. Brian Burns, man, that guy it absolutely get after it. Uh, get after the quarterback. He's a scary dude. Uh, Matt Rule's coaching. Matt Rule's coaching is going to outcoach McCarthy. McCarthy coached like an idiot the other night. I mean, what the heck happened at the end of the half there? I mean, that was just, he was, they could have been by, by so much more. It was like, it was really stupid. And the Eagles had a bunch of big plays against, against Dallas in the first half. They just couldn't capitalize and they turned the ball over. I don't think that's something Carolina is going to do. I love Carolina four and a half here. Yeah. Keep on pounding that drum, baby. I mean, Carolina Panthers, we're looking at, I mean, are we potentially saying a little money line parlay here and putting them in, putting them four and oh, I mean, this is a team I believe that we might've given out some early season props on to make the playoffs. Absolutely. Plus 125, baby. That's what they were. So I loved it. I love Carolina. Number three, Maddie. Be a big win. It would be a big win. Um, I'm getting nervous. Over. I'm getting nervous because I feel like there's one coming that's just like really ugly. I'm getting nervous. Uh, yeah, there might be. There might be one that's going to be pretty ugly. But like I said, I I, I don't know. I've, I've fallen in love with underdogs this week, and we've talked. You know, we haven't really mentioned some of the numbers. Uh, Dan mentioned the one about the short, the short road dogs, uh, or the sorry, the yeah, the short home dogs uh, winning at the eleven and five clip, all winning outright. Um, just dogs in the season against the spread are 30 and 18 through three weeks. So they had a massive week one and been nine and seven the past two weeks. So I'm going now to a division that we talked about when all these season previews that we were doing, it was the tightest division. It was the closest division. Um, and that's the NFC West. And we've got two NFC West matchups this week. One involves a team that again, just had 
what seems like the biggest win in a long time for a team based on how Sean McVay was running up and down the tunnel, that would be the Los Angeles Rams going against the Cardinals. And I'm going to take the Cardinals plus four and a half. Ooh. Let me tell you why. Because I think that this division, again, we said this division is a lot, is the closest one in the whole league. We all had them winning with like nine, 10 wins on the season. And I just think that this is a big time letdown spot almost for, for McVay because they seemed like they were they were going absolutely ape shit last week with like running in and out of the tunnel at halftime. Like I said, like the celebrations were over the top and it was a, it was a massive win, but I just think that the Cardinals are, are really good. Kyler Murray's putting up unbelievable numbers this year. He's playing like Aaron Rodgers levels. I mean, they played questionable against Jacksonville last week. They still ended up getting the win. Thank God for the, uh, the pick six at the end by Trevor Lawrence on the <laughs> shovel pass. Um, which the flea was, flicker, the flea, the flea flicker, flicker up, yeah, by, up by a touchdown in the end of the third quarter, running a flea flicker. Unbelievable. Un- unbelievable coaching out of Urban Meyer. Um, <laughs> but I just think that, again, this is a division that's too close. The Cardinals defense has had some good numbers. I don't know if this is going to hold out through the season, but they are playing pretty well right now. Um, and then the biggest difference maker from it this year is I know that Aaron Donald usually ends up blowing up the Cardinals. He's got amazing numbers against the Cardinals offensive line because they're another team that hasn't fixed their offensive line. But I don't think that they have the edge rushers now to get Kyler Murray when he went again, when that middle blows up and Kyler's kind of rolling out. Mm-hmm. I think that their edge rushers are weaker this year than they have been in the past. And so I just think that maybe less sacks and more getting out of the pocket, making plays for Kyler in this game and just kind of finding a sneaky way. I like the four and a half getting over a field goal. So yeah, Arizona Cardinals. I don't love it. That feels like it's my number five pick the way I sold it and the way yeah. I, I sold Washington earlier. That feels like my number five. <laughs> I don't want any of those, either of those games. I don't want the Seattle game. I don't want the Arizona game. I don't want either of those like that. I think you're on the right play though. I think that Arizona is the right side to be on. It's just so close. Like Arizona played really horribly. The one thing in Jacksonville, and then they came back and won, obviously, but the one thing I will say about Kyler, and I personally think he's the MVP right now. That's my opinion. Um, the one thing I will say about him is from the pocket, he has forced some balls deep down the middle of the field that have gotten intercepted. And there have been a couple of those. Stafford has been immaculate. No interceptions, nine touchdowns. I mean, he has been very, very good. I, I, I would hope that if Henderson comes back this week for the Rams and they're able to run the football, I think that's going to be a problem for the Cardinals because it's going to force – the Rams to kind of control the pace of the game themselves. I know the Rams have really Rams, I think are leading the league in 40 plus yard plays right now. I'm pretty sure. I think they have like three more than anybody else. So they want big plays. The Cardinals haven't given up a lot of big plays. Something is going to, you know, uh, fall out and rise up here. Like I, I think there's one or the other. So there's a lot of like, you know, very good matchups in this game. And that's why it's close, but I do think you're on the right side having what four points right now uh with the four, four and a half four and a half points all right so i like the four and a, i mean that's even better it's not not through a key number yet so i like that um number three now i'll go here i'll go here uh again like i mentioned in the top i think we have a homecoming this week and i really like it i really like this homecoming not for the person that is coming home uh, disrespect again for the Minnesota Vikings. I, I'm going to go right back to the to the well with them. With plus two again, Cleveland uh, or last week with Seattle, they were plus two and they won outright again. Um, but I think with Cleveland coming in this week, Cleveland, Cleveland, I got to tell you that 
as great as they were last week, I don't think they were that impressive on offense. I, re- I really don't. I, they are able to run the football. There's no question about that. And that's the one thing maybe Minnesota does struggle with is, is rush defense. But Minnesota, I mean, Kirk Cousins has been fantastic. Kirk Cousins has been outright fantastic. He's got like a 73% completion percentage. He's, he's seven to, or eight touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, he has been absolutely on fire. Uh, they'll get Cook back. I think they'll be able to run the ball on Cleveland this week as well. Um, again, he's 3-0 and against the spread and straight up as a home dog under Kirk Cousins in, in Minnesota. And the Browns, since 2019, 2-7 two against the spread as a road favorite. That is the worst mark of any team that has covered at least one time um, in, in that situation. So Browns, historically, over the last two years, have really not been that great against the spread as a road favorite. I think Minnesota, again, this is another spot here where I think the home crowd helps them out. You can pass on Cleveland. Their secondary is still not that great. They're still working out some things. And look, it's going to be hard to stop the Cleveland run game. But Baker, again, I'm not sure he's 100% healthy. Still think the shoulder is bothering him a little bit. He's okay. He's just not making mistakes. I say you double Odell and you go man-to-man with everybody else and you try to get some pressure on the dude. And, and that's what you do. So outside of that, I, it's not my favorite pick in the world, but I'm going to take Minnesota plus the two points. I also, by the way, I'm taking Carolina on the money line. So I'll take that too, but uh, Minnesota plus the two uh, at home against Cleveland. Yeah. I think the interesting thing I've, I've been thinking back, I feel like Cleveland's getting, again, they're, you know, they're three and zero, and they're, they're kind of at the top of the conversation with two and with one the right. Raven, with, with the, with the, um, sorry, not the Ravens with the Rams and with the bills. Um, but are their wins impressive at all? Cause now it's like, so they get, or yeah, they're two and one. They get credit. They get credit for losing to the chiefs by four. Cause all oh, they were in that game against the chiefs, but now the chiefs are one and two. And so clearly people have been able to move the ball against the chiefs. Like the Browns have, they beat the Texans, which is like, come on, you know, we all, we all, that's and they ridiculous. didn't, and they didn't and, play well in that game either offensively. And the Texans moved the ball all over yeah. on, on, on def- on the defense. And then they beat up again. They, they beat up Justin Fields in his first start. Matt Nagy just doing nothing. So, I, I love that call. I, I really like Minnesota. Minnesota will be in a couple of money line parlays for me because I think it's a nice short money line to have. It's not on the show money line parlay, but there's a chance there's a round robin going in again this week because of the amount of dogs that I like. Um, so I, I love that pick again with Minnesota. We, we love Minnesota at home. We do. We do. Blow the freaking horn. We are going to strike down uh, Kevin Obi-Wan Stefanski. I love it. I love it. Let's go number two, Maddie. Number two. Also to mention about Minnesota, I will give this out. Yes. The perfect te- the perfect tease piece that I have going with my next picks, which is also a tease piece, but I also like them straight up. I like them on the money line. You said you want to know part of the NFC West. I want all the NFC West. Uh, I am <laughs> taking both underdogs in here because again, my theory is just that this division is a lot, cl- is very, very close. Um, all of the games in this division have been close like in, in recent years and how good these teams are. So I will take Seattle plus two and a half going against San Francisco. Uh, you mentioned earlier in the show, San Francisco has got a big cornerback problem right now. Their, their defense has not been that great. Like that you could throw on them, you know, the front seven is good and they can get, they can get um, pressure on the quarterback, but they can't cover anybody on the back end right now. And with Russell Wilson on the other side, who just throws nothing but deep bombs and rainbow passes to Tyler Lockett and Metcalf, Praying that Taylor, praying that Tyler Lockett is playing this week for my fantasy team and for this pick, but <laughs> I, I will take Seattle. Um, and just a couple of trends too that that 
just aligned perfectly with this. Uh, Wilson as a road dog is 20, 11 and two against the spread. Uh, as uh, coming off of a loss, Russell Wilson is 26, 14 and four. So again, this is just another bet against Russell Wilson not losing two games in a row, which doesn't happen. And Kyle Shanahan as a favorite, eight, 19 and one against the spread, 30% horrible. I had thought Jimmy had some big mistakes last week. He had, you know, like borderline, like major kind of meltdown in the, in the fourth quarter with some plays. So I, I love Seattle in this spot. Seattle and San Francisco is always a battle. I feel like Seattle typically has their number most of the time, even on the road. Um, this is another under game for me that I'm leaning towards. I think I'm under 52 in this game because I think there's going to be some high winds. It's going to be 90 degrees in Santa Clara on Sunday. So that also bodes well for the under teams will kind of, uh, you know, tucker out in the fourth quarter and that type of a heat weather game. Um, it, it comes down to Seattle going to be able to stop San Francisco's run game. You know, I, and, and again, you know, we kind of just plug and play running backs into the San Francisco system and it kind of works. Uh, Jimmy has certainly been good. They've had Trey Lance come in in, in, in goal line situations. It has been fantastic down there just running the football. I do wish that uh, earlier in the game, uh, San Francisco would use Kittle a little bit more uh, just to get out to some bigger leads there. But, you know, I, I think that uh, that Samuel has been fantastic. Uh, hopefully Ayuk is, is healthy this week. It's going to be it's going to be difficult for them to cover, though. I do agree with that. And I think that San, but I do think that San Francisco can get after Seattle. That's the one thing. I don't know if Seattle's yeah. offensive line holds up against San Francisco. It's 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 oh, this game is such a toss up, man. I can't I can't tell you that you're wrong or right because I because I, it's such a toss up. Seattle is just their offensive line. The talent is never good, but they just they just find a way. It seems like every time like. Dwayne Brown, left tackle, locking it down. He's like, he has to have a big game against Bosa this week. If he can, if he can contain him and keep, you know, let Russ get, get out of the pocket and do his thing and cook, then I, I think that that's going to be huge for them. I think that they find a way to, to slow that pass rush down. We'll see. We'll see. That, that is a, that is an icky one. The NFC West, I just, is, I don't know who can beat who. I mean, all four of those teams are so, so good. Um, my number two, I can't make, I, uh, I don't want to take this. This is so bad. This is so do ugly. it. Just do it. You're gonna make me take the New York Jets this week. You're yeah, make, you're gonna make me take the New York Jets this week. They are seven point dogs at home against the Titans, and Derrick Henry is coming in there. Look for all for how bad the Jets are, and the Jets are the worst team in the league it can't just keep going like this can't i mean i know we keep saying it, we've been saying it for five years but i mean you know i mean the jets all they really have to do here is stop derrick henry and i know that's easier said than done but on defense if they can just keep Tannehill in the pocket make him throw to these receivers that i don't think brown and jones are going to play i'm not sure no, uh, Brown's, point, Brown's definitely out. Brown is definitely out, and I'm not sure Jones is going to play either. So this is super ugly. I have nothing else to say about it because it makes no sense for me to do this, but except that it's a home dog. So J-E-T-S plus seven. That's the number one pick, Danny. That's oh, the number one pick of the week over God. here. Oh, my um, God. Oh, you're sick. It's an, again, I can't, I can't explain it otherwise, other than the fact that it's just like – this is – and this is the first – 
non-elite defense the Jets are playing. We just mentioned it. Like, they played they've played three out of the top five defense. They might've played three out of the top three defensive lines so far this year playing against the Patriots, the Broncos and the Panthers. Like the Panthers defense is far better than everybody knew week one. So it's like, yeah, you know, they didn't score a lot on them. The Patriots had their number with Belichick, just knowing how to dial up pressure. And then uh, they're playing the league's best defense, the Denver Broncos as of week three right now could be season long. We'll see. (laughs) But I just think that, now they get this Tennessee defense that we know how bad their corners are. We know that they really can't get that much pressure on the quarterback. So I, I just think this is finally an opportunity for Zach Wilson to do a little something, Corey Davis to get out there, do something, Elijah Moore. Like they have weapons on this offense. They just have not been able to just have an opportunity to not like get punched in the mouth over and over again, right from the start of the game. So a, a big letdown spot for, for Tennessee too. Yeah. Uh, again, coming off of an overtime win two weeks ago and then a, a big, big-time win against, again, probably the, the biggest rival they have in their division for to win the division this year. So I just think it's a perfect spot for, for the Titans to put up. They they always have weird spots like this. There's always weird letdown games that don't make any sense. So I'm taking the Jets, Jets on the spread, and I am taking the Jets on the money line. Oh, on the money line. On the money line, he wants them. We got to give you I extra got- points. At plus 280 earlier in the week, I think it's down to plus 250 right now. They're hammering it. They're absolutely hammering it. It is a weird thing. Maybe this is just – and it's not as dramatic as, like, the Jets beating the Rams last year. Like, that was ridiculous as a 17-point underdog. But it was – it's like there's nothing for me to explain. Just don't turn the ball over. Just at the very least, just do not throw it to the other team, Zach. Please, for the love of God. And please, LaFleur, like, help him out. Run the football. Like, they, you can run on Tennessee, too. Like, Tennessee's bad in the back end, but you can run on them. Indianapolis did. Indianapolis, like, outgamed them. Tennessee played bad in that game. Tennessee did not play very good in that game. So, you know, I think you might be on to something here. I, I can't believe I, we're both on Jets this week. But All right, number one. Here <laughs> we go. So, one, sometimes, sometimes in life you have to – just do it. I think I'm doing that with the Jets this week. You have to throw out the game of what it is, and you just have to take the home dog. There's a home dog this week, Maddie. Big time home dog that has not been this big of a home dog. They've only been this big of a home dog one time in a very long time. Let's freaking go you think i wasn't gonna pick this game i'm picking this game i'm picking the patriots plus seven points against the buccaneers it's happening on sunday night the emotion the the grandeur the theater everything that goes with it if lewis was here because he can't be here tonight this is his bet the narrative game is that the nfl wants this game to be as close as humanly possible down the stretch down the stretch Can you imagine, can you imagine this? Imagine this stadium and the Patriots are up by four with two minutes left in this game. They give the ball back to Brady with one timeout on his own 20-yard line. What are the fans in the stands doing during that game? What what do you think happens in the stadium if that happens? Going going ballistic. I can't imagine. It's going to be... It's gonna, my house is going to be vibrating from Connecticut. 
It, 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 the, the whole region of New England will be just not know what to do. Like, do we root for Brady and Gronk? Or do we root for like a stop here? Like, what do we do? It will break everyone's brain in New England. I promise you. This is what the NFL wants. This is just, listen, the Patriots have played very bad defensively. They cannot protect Mac Jones. But as I said before, and I, I know you tried to bait me into picking this game in the beginning, of, and I was saving it for this time. If they can just not force the Bucks to run the football. I know that is crazy, but you have to get interior pressure on Brady. We all know it. It's much easier said than done. But I think if they play their secondary straight up with these guys, I think they can hang with them and take the freaking gloves off the kid. Let him throw it because their secondary sucks. They're so banged up in the secondary. They have nobody to play. And I get it. Patriots receivers are not that great. But they are crafty. We got a somewhat crafty offensive coordinator in McDaniels that can scheme some things up, I think, to get them open against a bad secondary. I think this game is either close in that end or the Patriots backdoor cover. I have the Bucks in a teaser, minus, minus one. So uh, I will definitely be playing that. I do not think they win this game, but I do think they keep it very, very close. Patriots plus seven had to be the number one pick of the week. Yeah, I pretty much saw that one coming. But yeah, all I, have, I, 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 I like the Bucks in, in teasers this week. I think you take them down to one. Same thing as betting on Wilson to lose two weeks in a row. I don't bet on, yeah. on, on Brady to lose two weeks in a row. I mean, we saw it happen with Mahomes, but, you know, it's like the planet's only aligned once. So, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I really, I really worry about what the Patriots are going to do here. Maybe, maybe Belichick's got the game plan. He knows exactly what to do from, from all the years, but it just, it's a two-way street, and it's going to be so interesting to see who wins this battle of wits. Who is going to be more, like, distracted by the moment, you think? To me, it's Brady. I think Brady will be more emotionally Dude, I... charged up for this game, and he'll come out so amped up that I think it might be over-amped up. I think Belichick will remain calm, keep his team calm, if I was Belichick, I'd be doing everything I can. I'd send a ref to go to go check the footballs. I'd put an air pump on the sideline. I'd put whatever I needed to do to play mind games with Brady. That's what I do because I feel like that's the only way that they can beat. Yeah, I, I mean, I could see it. I just, I also, again, I worry about the moment being way too big for Mac and just how, like, how the noise in that stadium and everything else going on. I just worry that that is going to be a lot for him to handle. I can see that definitely, but I also see it as Mac is the only person not being talked about this week. I mean, this is yeah. all Belichick and all Brady this entire week. So it's just, I, I've been reading up on this whole thing the whole week and, 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 and it's, it's just such a Brady's now sick. Apparently um, he's come down with something uh, as we saw today in, in the interviews today. I mean, I don't know. I just think that this game is going to be super, super close. Um, at, at least down the stretch or the Patriots backdoor cover in some way. But I, 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 this is the NFL, man, the Patriots still, if they do not play respectable in this game, I'm calling it for the season. It's just, it's, it's not going to happen because they just don't have the talent. They don't have the talent on this team. I'll call it for the season already because if they have to show up and play in some fashion competitive in this game. And if they can't do yeah. that at home on a Sunday night, then I think it's time for about talk about player development. That's what I think it's time to start talking about. 
Oh boy, I hope it's not a blowout. I just, I hope it's a good game. I really do, but I have my I have my worries. Uh, uh, trust me, I do too, but not on this show. I will ride or die with this team uh, as long as I live. Okay, we've done that. I have a ton of lanes, Maddie. What say you on the lanes? Yeah, I got a bunch of leans. So, like you already mentioned, Minnesota. Uh, I think we'll have a couple of these other ones that we have in common. Um, uh, this is another ugly one that was so ugly that I couldn't put it into my five. But this is this is the right time to take the Pittsburgh Steelers no, against the Green Bay that. Packers. I knew you were going <laughs> to say that. Mike Mike Tomlin, 35-14-2 against the spread as a dog. Uh, he's 13-5 and five as a dog off of a loss. This is just the time you take the good defense. I, I you know – I don't think Watt's going to play. He's done limited practice. If Watt plays, I love. I, I like this a ton. I will have this locked in. Um, but we saw we said how how bad Big Ben's been out there and how good Rodgers has looked. But I don't know. I don't know something about this again. This feels like another weird one where this is where Pittsburgh. They're another team that's getting written off, and and that defense could still win them a game. Go out there and win them a game. But you know, I I, know. I think it's also one of those ones that maybe this is just trend to just ignore right now because it's it's a different looking Steelers team. I, I know, I know we were going to, I know we're supposed to take Mike Tomlin in this spot. I refuse to do it. Minus six and a half. I've already taken the Packers this week. They're, they're on my oh, list. Wow. Uh, yeah, I've already taken. That was, personally, I'm like, there's no way that they're going to go in and even compete with this team. Because I think the Packers are playing well, and it's a big FU giant season for Aaron Rodgers. I don't think, I, I, I just am all about that. Uh, anything else? Uh, and then I couldn't, I couldn't have two New York football teams in my thing, but. <laughs> The Giants, I, I keep – this is my other thing, too. So this is one of those ones you you said we've – there's been a lot of arguments this week. And the Giants, I get that it's seven and a half on the road. Jameis is not trustworthy. But, like, for me, this feels like such a big game for New Orleans coming home after being away for the whole season. Now playing in the Superdome for the very first time and after, again, after the other hurricane. So it's just like I'm, a, I'm stuck here. And, again, it's hard to root for Daniel Jones – they just lost Sterling Shepard and, and they don't have Slayton already. Like, I don't know. That, that's why I couldn't take this one. And, and the Giants, just that's maybe a little too ugly. At what point do the Giants quit on their coach? Yeah. Are they sick of getting bullied around by Joe Brady to like run laps and practice? Yeah. Like, or, sorry, what, by at, Joe Judge. Yeah. Like, what, at what point they're going to go down to New Orleans this week, who hasn't played in a month? It's a home opener for the Saints. To me, like I know, like this is probably a good spot for Daniel Jones, but to I, I don't I just think that the Saints are handling Jameis so well to make him throw it twenty times a game so he can't throw interceptions. Like that is literally what they're doing. And and the only thing that scares me is that the Saints are probably going to be missing some linemen. So that's why I'm completely away from this game. I just because the Giants play hard on defense, they definitely do. So I, I don't know. That's a hard one. That's a definitely hard one for me. And I just have one more quick one, which is my pick for the narrative game of the week, which I thought is we're flipping the script from last week where nobody, nobody wanted to bet on Miami in that situation and they get (laughs) the cover because it's so ugly. And now they get the Colts and the Colts are getting two points on the road where nobody would want to bet on the Colts, right? Nobody. And I just, if it was three, I'm going to have the Colts and it might get to that by game time. And I'll probably regret because I'll see that number and say, Damn it. Now I have to take the Colts, but it just feels like the inverse of last week where it's like two teams that are just really not that great. And maybe this is where the Colts just eke out a win and get to one and three. I do agree with you on that. I've, I've been thinking about the Colts all week. They're not in my lanes, but I've certainly been thinking about them because it's like, who the heck is going to, 
who's going to bet the Colts. I mean, nobody. Right. And I, and by playing against a backup quarterback again, it clearly percent like is just playing. You know, he, he's out in the sandlot. I mean, that's that, what he's doing that, right now. That was his best game. Like again, that all that effort that he put in, like that was probably the best effort you're going to get out of him. I just, yeah, it's he's still Jacoby Brissett. I, I remember in 2016, I went to the game that he they beat the Texans 23 nothing on a Thursday night. Next next week, got blown out by the Bills. Like it's just it. Jacoby Brissett's just not going to do it. Plus. Former Colt, so they know him. A good game plan here. For, yeah, uh, for, yeah. Right. Uh, okay, so those are your leans. Here's my leans here for you. I mentioned this, the unders. I got a lot of unders here. Under 43 in the Chicago-Detroit game, as I said, weather issue there. I do like the under 49 in New England-Tampa Bay because I think Tom gets too amped, and I don't think the Bucks score as much, and the Patriots' unders are killer. 49 is actually a really high number for the Patriots as an under. Um, under 52 in San Francisco and Seattle. I think that that game, again, with the heat index and San Francisco's running the ball ability, I think they'll slow Russ down a little bit. We got screwed on the under 53 a couple of weeks ago with the under the weather with Seattle um, uh, in Tennessee when Tennessee scored at the end. So I do like that. I mentioned Washington. I like your Washington pick. How about Philadelphia? How do we feel? Uh, I'm going to take the Philadelphia plus the seven. I know I'm not supposed to, but listen to this. This is the largest spread of Mahomes' career as a road favorite since December 2018. They were 14-point favorites at Oakland. They only won by seven. So this is a massive spread. Eagles were seven-point home dogs twice last year. They had one outright win and went 2-0. and uh, One of those was the Hurts against the Saints. That was the outright win. And the Eagles the last two years, five and three as home dogs. It's eighth best in the NFL. So I, I, I almost put the Eagles in my five. Uh, I think it's a bounce back off of Monday night where everybody saw them play like crap. And I know Kansas city's one and two. I, again, I don't think the Eagles win this game, but still going on the road. I think the Eagles can, can do the college offense thing. I don't know. Yeah. For, for me, I feel like now, again, when these trends get so public is when you almost have to start waiting for them to start going the other way. Again, chiefs, we know that they're against their spread record right now is horrible. They're zero and 10 in their last, 10 games that they have been a touchdown favorite or more. So again, if you want to follow the trend for it to keep going, you take the Eagles, but it's like, I just start to wonder when they're just going to wipe the floor with the Eagles. And, and as much as Jalen Hurts said, Oh, that game was a number two and you, you, you flush it down the toilet and you get rid of it. It's like, but maybe they just don't have more, you know, maybe, maybe this is what they are. And it's Sirianni's just, maybe, maybe he's in a little over, over his head as well. So uh, yeah, this game's just too ugly for me. I, I had to stay away. Totally. Him wearing the beat Dallas shirt was an absolute just hard old douche move on, on his part. It's just like you're right. asking for it at this point. Um, love uh, Green Bay. I mentioned Green Bay. I just I'm not I'm off Roethlisberger. There's no way that I'm I'm backing an 80 year old man playing quarterback. <laughs> uh, just no way. Uh, I love your Broncos this week. I'll probably have them. Oh, yeah. As, either pick them or minus one. I, I love love what Teddy's doing first test it's the number one team that I know nothing about I want to know about your Broncos and how good they are right right and this is just again I couldn't take them here just like I do think that, again I just I think the defense is elite but we we need to get it proven first it's just I know that they've played bad teams but they've the defense has smothered these bad teams I mean they shut the Jets out last week good teams do that you know what I mean it's, it, this yes. isn't that's just not luck like so, and I think that if there's anybody that's going to be able to slow down the Ravens, uh, it will be them again, mile high. If you love that, that it's in there, a team that wants to kind of run fast and move with pace, you know, you're playing a mile high, you might be sucking for wind 
um, come the second quarter, second half. So uh, and again, just Teddy just got to protect the ball. Just don't turn the ball over. And I, I don't think that this Ravens defense has been super elite. I think that everybody's pretty much been able to move the ball on them. So uh, I, I like the Broncos this week. Too. I, I'm definitely going to have the Broncos. Ravens could, should be 0-3, but the Broncos got to stop losing receivers, Matty. We can't yeah, lose any more receivers. I, yeah, lo- losing Hamler as the speed stretcher. We really need to get Judy back. Judy could be back next week as early as that. I think it's going to be another two weeks, but uh, it, bad timing. Bad timing for this Yeah, uh, especially coming in with Ravens. I still like the Broncos here. <sighs> 17 and a half points for the Texans. Oh, stop. I didn't even look at that game. I can't even. Davis Mills. I know it's so bad. It's so bad, but it is a lean for me. It's just like, I, I know I'm, I, I may, I may not. It's like, I'm, I'm so on the fence about taking that, but I just, at the end of the day, you got to eliminate games rather than keep piling them on. So that might be one that I take off, but that's Houston getting 17 and a half points at Buffalo is just like, ugh. I don't know. Yikes. That's a yikes one for me. Absolutely. Okay. Let me do the under the weather here. Meteorology 101, then we'll get to the money line parlay. Under the weather, I've mentioned a couple of times, weather in Green Bay, Wisconsin. This is what it's going to be on Sunday, 65 degrees. Uh, so it's going to be not great weather. In fact, they're even saying that it could be even in the 50s. Winds will be around 10 to 15 miles an hour. I'm leaning more towards the 10 miles an hour, it sounds like. But we got a 60% chance of rain happening on not only mon- not only Sunday, but Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So it's a whole wet weekend on a grass mm. field for Green Bay. I do not think that Pittsburgh puts up a ton of points. When you target 19 passes to Najee Harris uh, of 58 attempts, that's when I am completely off of you. So, again, another whole of an ass thing to do. Taking the favorite with the under, I'm going to do it. Six and a half of the Green Bay Packers, and then I'll take the under 45 and a half as well because I think the rain will slow Rodgers down a wee bit. So that is it. Also, 58% of the bets are on the over. 61% of the bets uh, money is on the under. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time again. Pick a card, any card. We got two for you. We're trying to get pocket aces on Maddie's magic money line parlay. Well, Dan, it, I don't know if you could consider it as ugly as last week, but you apparently seem to hate both these games that I'm taking them in. I am taking Seattle plus 130. I think that's just a great value. Again, a team that just, I mean, they're the public dog of the week. I understand. I, I definitely that they're getting all the tickets, all the money, but like, I, don't, I just really like Seattle this week. I'm going to bet on Russ. Uh, I will bet on a good quarterback this week and a like going against every single one of them I did last week. And then we're betting on the good quarterback of the future and Zach Wilson of the New York Jets. Oh we're going to put them God. in the magic. We're going to make you do it, Dan. I'm making you do it. You said, I don't want to. And that just made me want to do it even more. So that is going to give you a return plus 670. That is having the Jets right now at plus 240. Um, like I said, you could maybe shop around that. You might be able to get a little higher, get up to over 700, but a big juicy money line parlay coming for you this week. See, you tease me with Russ, and I'm like, okay, like I can back Russ. Like, that's yeah, fun. that sounds good. And then you give me freaking four eyes. Like it's just, oh my gosh, Dan. If you want to take the ginger ale version of of, of this one, <laughs> you want to just put the Canada Dry in your stomach. You put it with the Vikings plus plus one ten. It'll be a like a plus. 315 ish parlay. So that's fine. That's fine. 
maybe take both and just you you pray to hit, hit Pater if the Jets if you get both and the Jets went out right. But I would feel pretty good about Seattle and Minnesota together. But that's not my play. We're taking the Jets. We're going for the kill. We're going for the big the big headhunter. You are you. This is this is a. Hey. All we got to hit is a couple of these years. So, I mean, you know, I not even Carolina. You couldn't even give me Carolina at the plus four and a half and like, half yeah, half. I like, know. Oh, man. Like, all right. Seattle and the Jets, absolutely grotesque one again, back to back. But hey, last week almost hit. And that was, that one was uglier than this week. This week, at least as Seattle, but the Jets scares the absolute uh, feces out of me. I mean, just, it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. All right. That's a good one. Hey, that's a wrap on week number four, Return of the Jedi. What will happen at the Death Star in Foxborough? Everyone will be locked in on Sunday night for the big meeting between uh, the Emperor and the uh, rise of Luke Skywalker, as in Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Um, I can't wait for that game. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, one more lean for you. I totally forgot. L.A. Chargers uh also oh, yeah. is definitely a big lean minus three and a half that's I, I think we'll probably both be on that before i go maddie one quick question for you what do you think of the super bowl halftime show going on rock nation in la we got m snoop dr dre mary j blige and kendrick for the new people out there uh thoughts and feelings uh i think it's good I'm trying to, who, who who was last year again was it, uh, was it, it was uh, it was the weekend was some oh, the weekend that was that was a weird one that was horrible yeah <laughs> i mean shakira jail of the year before that very yeah, good I, this was okay. i'm just surprised you know i'm like snoop dogg like what this is like one of his like ten thousand commitments for the year like he's got to shoot like he's got like a hundred commercials to shoot he's got to be on every like talk show now he's on every paul brother boxing match that i like what <laughs> like he's everywhere he's more everywhere than joe rogan that is true i feel like they sold out here i feel like it was like they took the easy road and just went like okay I'll, we'll just put a bunch of la guys and let's throw eminem in there and you know like i don't know like it's just you don't, they like, gotta, you don't like star power dan you don't like star power uh, it's not star power anymore i mean like even eminem like you know i love eminem he's the guy like to me he's like the goat but like he's He's very old. Like he's very old. And I granted we had Bruce Springsteen and the Rolling Stones do it in a couple of years. Like, yeah, I get it. But like, man, I don't know. This is, this is tough. Kendrick will, will, will bring in the, uh, hopefully, hopefully this will bring in some of the younger crowd to actually see how good Eminem and Dr. Dre are because they don't seem to know who they are, but, uh, and Kendrick will, will bring those people in, but I don't know. I feel like they sold us down the river this year. I feel like it feels like they go from like a newer age guy to a throwback kind of every, you know, it's like, there's like a, there's a, there's a balance there. They got to do like, they gave us like the weekend who's like currently on pop radio and then they got to like go back a little bit. They got to dial, dial back the clock. Yeah. I, I never really want to see the weekend ever perform again. Cause his face just scared me the entire time leading up to it because of what he did. So that was, I don't know. Yeah. That, that one really I, shook me. I still don't know if that was, yeah, that was like a, like a troll. Like, did he get plastic? Like, I have no idea. Like, yeah, that was like a whole weird thing. <laughs> I'll save that one for the Super Bowl prop show yeah, coming up. In yeah. <laughs> that we just gotta start. I, I'm already starting to think about first song. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of artists to figure out what first song we're going with. You're going to be listening that to, to albums now, like for till kingdom come here. You got to go all the way back to recovery albums and all this different stuff. It's going to be nuts. 
Um, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Maddie. Let's go five and zero this week, huh, bud? Let's do it. Let's hit. Let's hit another parlay. Let's hit them all. Let's hit them all, baby. Let's go seven and zero uh, uh, all over the place. I love it. Seven and zero. Twelve and zero. Uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. You can listen to us every week on Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod. Follow us on Twitter at the Sunday Card for all the picks on Sunday morning, usually around 11, 11.30 a.m. I'll, I'll post them out there. Uh, and also listen to us on Sports Country Radio. That's Sports Country Radio on sportscountry.net every Saturday, 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m. And again at 11.30 a.m. on Sunday morning. For Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silver, I am Dan Zapano. Let's sweep the leg. Let's go 12 and 0. I feel it in my bones for week number four here on the Sunday card.